but where my heart was and my, my intention, it's like, okay, I'm a role model first and foremost for my daughter. And I want her to step into her own strength. And the only way that could happen is if I stepped into my own respect for myself, love for myself, and then taking action on it, not staying small. So then when I started doing that, I got so many applauses around me, so to speak, and people watching. And I, when I started doing my Facebook lives and my Instagram lives, I would sure get the comments and everything, but then uh, there were other people in person who would show up and say, oh, I watch you all the time. I can't see that they're watching me. <laughs> right. They're there. So I know that I have to keep doing what I'm doing, even if I think nobody's watching, because the truth is someone is always watching. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, hey, I'm Kimberly Smith-Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. We are so excited to welcome you back, and we want you to know we have something amazing in store for you today. But guess what, guys? I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you're at. Thank you for downloading. We have a great episode for you today. You know our passion is taking your passion to action to profit. And you've kind of seen we brought some guests back. We had an amazing guest last week. Make sure you check it out. And this week, this guest is going to blow you away. If you were like me and you've struggled, I was in an industry for 20 years, love every minute of it, but I think I'm ready. I want to be an entrepreneur over, have my own business, switch industries. Sounds sort of scary unless you're in your 20s and they do that like eight times a year now. Uh, I'm in my 40s. We were taught to get a job, get some benefits, stay secure. So anything that is changed, we're feared of. It's like, oh my gosh. But what if you're a mom? That's an industry. If you spent, what is it, like almost 18 years of your life ensuring that these amazing children are growing up to be amazing adults, making an impact in the community, and some moms even staying home, homeschooling, sports, some moms' career, working. You know, my passion is the youth and children, and I truly believe, though, if moms follow their aspirations, they could still be incredible moms making a huge impact and raising amazing adults to do the same. However, one of the things I used to be scared to say was money, huh, Kimberly, profit, sales. That was like saying Freddie Cooper, Jason, like those in the nonprofit world, those are like, oh, those are taboo. But if you own a business and have a product or service, like Kimberly loves those words and we scream them. So we wanted to bring a guest that's going to touch upon both in her story on the, well, what do I do now? An amazing speaker. You know, we love speakers, trainer, coach. And I want to say this. I love people who just have a heart for people. And whatever platform Lee is in, Lee, 
is always about service. How can I help you? How can I serve you? The one that will stay after and fold up the chairs with you while you're chit-chatting, the one that comes early to ensure that everything's okay and you're doing fine, those are the people we want to be in business with. Those are the people we want in our masterminds because it's, it is about, yes, the money. But if the heart is there, the money will come. So let me introduce to you my friend, Mrs. Lee Smith. Hey, Lee, how are you doing today? Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you. I love your energy. I love your mission. I love your purpose. And it aligns with who I am and what I do out in the world. And I am just so excited to be here with you and share with your audience. Well, we I want to also mention Lee loves personal development as much as I do. Horses, books. She's one of us, Kimberly. Awesome. I love it. Well, welcome to the show, Lee. We are truly excited to have you. You know, here at the Made to Inspire podcast, our number one mission is to inspire people to action. And with that in mind, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about you. I don't want to spoil it. I want you to give us the low, the, the low and the skinny. Tell us who Lee Smith is. All right. How much time do I have? <laughs> uh, why do I ask? I know you're not going to believe it when you see this face. This face is 50 years old. No, 50 years young. And that means I have a lot of stories within me. And I'm going to try to give you the essential highlights that will inspire you and truly move you to action. Maybe you've heard we're children living in adult bodies. And I believe that because it's my eight-year-old self who was living her best life in this 50-year-old body. And I I say that because I was eight years old when I was invited to proclaim the word in front of my congregation of 300 people. Now, who here loves public speaking? I do. I fell in love with it from the first start. I love reading. I was an early reader. And so proclaiming the word, I was able to do that with confidence and I had no stage fright. And when I stepped away from the sanctuary, what happened next is what set the path for me. I felt this exhilaration of energy and I immediately thought, what is this feeling and how do I get more of it? (laughs) I was the weird kid who was always raising my hand to get in front of the class to share a book report, not that I was crazy about doing them, or an idea, or starting a discussion. And it really wasn't until my junior year of high school that I learned people would rather face death. (laughs) What? What? Doesn't everybody love this? Okay, I'm the weird one. And I also recognize, wait, that also means I have a gift. And I've been raised to believe that if you have a gift, It's not meant just for you. You're meant to take it out into the world. And that's what I started pursuing. I entered college and I wanted to become a corporate motivational speaker because I wanted to travel. I wanted to make impact and I wanted to make enough money that I could set aside so that I could eventually become a stay at home mom without being a burden to the family. So that was another dream that was placed in my heart when I was 14 years old. I watched my grandmother who had come over from Vietnam, did not speak any English, and she was quite frankly too old to take on the language and that's okay. And I watched her help other Asian families 
raise their kids while they went to work. And I was the one who saw the first crawl, heard the first word, saw the first steps. And while that moment was beautiful and precious, the reality did resonate with me. This isn't meant for me. I'm not the one attached to this kid. Shouldn't it be the mom and dad who see this? And that's when I became convicted. I am going to do whatever it takes. When that time comes, I am going to be a stay-at-home mom. So while I was pursuing this dream, if you will, of being a corporate motivational speaker, something else came into play. Have you ever heard, tell God your plans and you'll make him laugh? Yeah. <laughs> I told him my plans and you know what happened? A car accident. Mm. I fell asleep at the wheel, collided with the bridge abutment. It's truly a miracle that I am here today. Another confirmation that I have a gift that needs to be taken out into the world. And that accident diverted everything in my path. And later, I did become a stay-at-home mom. Never did become the corporate motivational speaker. Yeah, that was the path that then. Did not become that. But I did meet my husband. I stepped into a blended family. So I was an instant stepmom to a five-year-old. And then a year and a half later, I was pregnant and I became my own mom and raised a beautiful daughter, had my son half-time because we had the split custody and stepped into that dream. And I thought, okay, well, this is what the universe has in store for me. So I'm going to step into it. And boy, another sense of humor. God is so delighted with me, I'm sure, because my daughter is super, super amazing. And I don't say that just as a biased mom. If you want to put a label on her scientifically or psychologically, it would be profoundly gifted, which means her brain runs so fast and needs so much stimulation to thrive that she's on an extreme of special needs just on the opposite end. And so I knew, okay, I'm not taking care of this child and then sending her off to school at five years old. It's like, nope, I researched all the schools in my neighborhood and area and online. And I thought Montessori, private school, uh, public schools, none of those environments were going to be good for her. That meant I was going to step in and be a homeschool teacher. Now, that was never part of my life plan. That was never part of my dream. But I knew it's what she needed. I could challenge her. And again, recognizing the gifts that had been instilled in me, I'm like, all right, I'm going to pass things on to her. And then by the time she was 10 years old, we found a school, thankfully, in our backyard that could give her the environment that she needed to thrive. And I asked my husband at that time, well, do you want me to go back to work now? And he said, are you kidding me? I didn't really know at the time when you asked to be a stay-at-home mom, the value that you would bring in doing this. Mm. There's too much value. We can't let you go back to work. And I said, great, because I'm really unemployable. I am not fit to work for anybody. <laughs> I am going to work. It's going to be as an entrepreneur. So I continued my journey as a stay-at-home mom, you know, providing for my husband, providing for my stepson, providing for my daughter. And there were struggles along the way. And because with my, with my stepson, we have very polar opposite. I don't know if any other moms can relate to this. We have very polar opposite personalities. And so to get the cooperation there 
was not happening. And then so much attention was happening with my daughter that he kind of fell to the shadows and that caused some strains too. And then when you're doing with blended families and back and forth, there's a lot of dynamic that happens there. And that impacted my marriage with my husband. And I was going through my day to day and I thought I was bringing the joy and doing what I love. And then we were on holiday. 2016 Christmas time in the beaches of Hawaii. And we were watching this glorious sunset. And I thought to myself, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm here. It's, it's so fortuitous, the, the things that lined up that allowed us to be here. And I'm experiencing a moment that not everybody gets even once in a lifetime. So why? Why could I not feel this incredible moment? Mm, that's good. And a question followed up in my space. Lee, what makes you happy? Wait a minute. I was known in high school as living, loving, laughing Lee. And yet in this moment, on this beautiful moment in paradise, I was clueless. And I thought, oh my gosh, how long have I been in this state? And I realized it had been a couple of years. Oh my goodness. And I said, you know what? I'm on the beach. I am drawing a line in the proverbial and the literal sand. And I'm going to step over it. And I'm going to say enough is enough. No more. This is not who I am. How did I get here? How did I get here? I have down spiraled in the day to day. Any moms, any business women here go through the motions mm -hmm. and you don't even realize you're doing the same thing over and over. You think you're doing okay. And maybe you're making some progress, but you're not feeling fully alive. I had been so engrossed in being a wife and being a, a stepmom and being a stay-at-home mom, pouring myself again and again and again. And moms, how many of you can relate to, you save yourself for last. I had done that so much, I lost touch with who I was. And that's what I said no more to. I said, the new year is coming around. I don't care how selfish it seems to anybody else. I got to focus on me. I need to fill my cup. And that was when I'm like, okay, I need a word to carry me through. What will that word be? I chose the word laugh. Yeah. Because I couldn't remember when was the last time I laughed. Wow. All right. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me to laugh. And ladies, I will tell you, truthfully, when I got home from Hawaii, I started on the corner of the couch. I was watching reruns of Friends. It's my favorite sitcom. I love those six characters. And even though I know the lines because I've seen the episodes hundreds of times, I would still laugh. And I was like, well, if this is what it's going to take to get me started, we have to start somewhere. This is what I'm going to do. And then I was also fortunate at that time, serendipitous timing, our local comedy troupe was doing an improv night every Friday night. Guess mm. where you would find me? Front <laughs> and center, getting my belly laugh on. 
And then the third thing I did was I intentionally surrounded myself with people I knew had an amazing sense of humor. And after months of doing this, it's like starting a work, a fitness program, right, Kimberly? That's right. Yeah. We don't we don't make the decision and then jump out and go run the marathon. We go for a plan. We got to walk around the block, right? My walk around the block was starting in the corner of the couch watching friends. Mm -hmm. And then we extend it to a mile. And then we keep going and we keep going. So I kept doing step after step. What is going to help me laugh? And it was the laughter that broke the darkness of the depression I had been in. And it was like this crack of light in my heart just started breaking through the the mud and the darkness that was there. And I felt the light enveloping me. And I can tell you that light was joy. I was reclaiming my joy. And I felt joy softly whisper to me, well, now that I'm here, what do you want to do with me? That's good. That's good. Oh, oh, Now, Lee, let me me interrupt and ask a question. How long ago was that? That was... 2017, because it was Christmas 20. Yes, Christmas 2016, when I was like, I'm having this moment. Why can't I feel it? 2017, I said, you know what? Laugh is my word. I am making these changes. I'm focusing on me. Here's what's going to happen. And then I started attracting all the right people that helped me to find my purpose again. And because, yeah, when Joy asked me, what do you want to do with me? I thought, well, I don't know. Well, guess who showed up in that moment? That eight-year-old who said, hey, remember me? Remember where you want to chase that feeling? Why not now? Isn't it our time? Let's do this. And I thought about it. I, when I had my car accident, one of the first things I turned to and discovered was Tony Robbins. That began my personal development journey. And I thought, who is this guy? What is he doing? And how do I get to do what he's doing? And so Tony Robbins, you know, started and then Zig Ziglar, Ogmandino, Jim Rohn, and then Brendan Burchard and Dean Graziosi and so many other greats. And I thought, well, I have 25 years of personal development. Mm-hmm. I have all of this life I've lived, lessons I've learned. I do lots of journaling. I can look back through those journals, take those lessons. What if I integrate the two? Could I then take that message out into the world? And give that eight-year-old that feeling that she's searching for. Mm. And so I started cultivating that. First, I started with networking because I love networking. I love going out. How do you create conversations instead of, hi, I'm Lee Smith. I do this. What do you do? You know, I didn't want to be a broken record. Who wants to show up as a broken record at a networking event? We want to make real connections. And I thought, you know, I'm pretty good at that. Why don't I take that and share that with the world? So I started doing that. And then I thought, well, what helps me to get back into this zest for life and do what I do? It's the morning routine. And I started asking people, well, how many of you have a morning routine? Very few people. It's like, I face the morning only because I have to. I'm not yeah. a morning person. And I thought, well, if you want to step into your best life, you got to start with the morning. How do you wake up? And I said, right. you know what? I'm not going to be the person that tells you when to wake up. That's not my deal but I'm going to teach you how to wake up. So then I started speaking on maximize your morning routine so you can maximize your day. And I Mm -hmm. saw that I was impacting lives. I spoke to lots of women's organizations and six months later, people were approaching me and they were saying, Lee, oh my gosh, 
you taught us five simple things. And I noticed that when I put those five simple things together and actually did them, I had so many amazing days. And the mornings that I decided to skip it, well, the day didn't go so well. I'm like, okay, well, thank you for sharing that with me. Keep implementing because this isn't about me. You know, when I wanted to get in front of the classroom, it wasn't like, hey, everybody look at me. It was for me, I wanted to pour my heart into your heart. And if I could help you see your life in a different way so that you could step into it and live it at the best, that's what I wanted. Life is too short to be in a depression and it's a real battle. So I'm not going to say, you know, stop it or get over it. No, 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 no. If it's part of your experience, do your best to keep moving through it and don't stay stuck there. And in other times when we're feeling sadness and frustration and anger and all of that, it's part of the human experience, but just keep moving because we're meant to keep moving. We're meant to be creating progress. And today Mm -hmm. I am living my best life. I found my purpose and I now teach what's called the candy method. And I'm just gonna give you again, what does candy stand for? Candy is for clarity, affirmation, necessity, discipline, uniqueness that I spell Y-O-U. And when you implement the candy method properly, you find that you know what you want, you make quicker decisions and clear decisions, and then you step into action and you find achievement. But even deeper than that, it's in alignment with who you truly are. So you're doing what matters most to you. Is that making money? Is that improving your health? Is it enriching your relationships? I will tell you in 2017, even though I was starting to reclaim my joy and find my purpose again, I didn't know what to do with my marriage. I thought, I think I've given it everything I can. And I had an opportunity to make one last effort. And that effort, I can't, we don't have time to go into that story. We'll save that for another time. But that one last effort came from me looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Lee, you have to know, truly know, you gave it everything you've got before you throw in the towel. And there was, I love that. There was one little thing. If I was going to be honest with myself, there was something I was holding back. Dang it. I was right there ready to just like, all right, it's a hard decision, but I'm going to make the decision. But no, if I was going to be honest with myself, it was part of my self-love journey, right? Okay. I got to own it, step into it. And I did. And I'm so happy to say this year, my husband and I celebrated 20 years of marriage and we are more in love now than we ever have been. And I'm so grateful for the struggle because What my marriage looked like before the struggle was not what I wanted. The struggle itself, ugly. I wouldn't even wish it on my worst enemy. But being on the other side of it, everything I've wanted, it's so amazing. And with my candy method, I'm on a mission now to transform reactors into creators. That's great. I'm going to invite you to write this down if you're taking notes. If you're listening, envision this in your head. You know, maybe if you're driving and you can't take notes, listen, you have reactor. And the other word is creator. And these words, when you take a look at them, they're anagrams. And that means they have the exact same letters 
They're just in a different order. And when you are a react, well, the difference between the two, as I put it, is how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself stuck in the middle of all the things? You're living by convenience and by circumstance. You're letting life happen to you. But when you take yourself out and you put yourself first, you see yourself at the beginning and you align what matters most to you, you're now living by clarity and commitment and you are creating the life you want to live and you want to experience on your terms. And you can use that as a simple mindset hack to live your best day. If you're having a moment like, oh, things are not going my way. All right, push yourself back, take a deep breath. Am I seeing myself as a reactor or as a creator? Oh, I'm feeling the reactor part. Okay, great. How do I create my next best moment? And you step into that and make that happen. And I promise you, when you do that little hack, you'll start creating your next best moment again and again and again. And you'll start seeing your best days, your best weeks, your best month, and your best year. And I tell you... Let me yeah. chime in for a second. Let yeah. me chime in for a second, Lee. Only because one, it was one defining moment. Yes. One defining moment that transformed all of this and created all of this. And yeah. I think, wow, how powerful. One day. And, and I want to say to the audience, to the listeners really quick, one day. That's all it takes. And you've heard Misty and I talk about, you know, there's these things that says it takes 21 days, 33 days, 66 days to change your life. Friends, we tell you all the time, all it takes is one day, one change, one commitment, one defining moment to get you on track to where your life can be and where you can go. Wow, I love hearing your stories, what you've done, what you've created with the candy method. You know, and when you think about all of this, I, I know that we started with just kind of where you started. And, and I wanna know, fast forward for me a little bit, so you've created the candy method. What are you doing and how are you sharing that method with the world? Yes. Well, again, because I love public speaking, I am getting on as many stages as I can. And what's great, you know, the benefit with COVID is that really the world is my oyster. <laughs> I can show up anywhere, anytime virtually. And I have been blessed with so many podcast invitations. I've been blessed to speak at virtual summits and share my message. And I love working. I love, I personally love working with both men and women. And I have, I have a combination of, of the two uh, as clients. And I love working particularly with sales managers and sales leaders because they're leading a team. And so leadership, in my opinion, begins with you. And if I can help you step into owning your own leadership and then what you do and rising out of that with the candy method, you're going to take your team with you. And that's where together you'll increase your productivity. You'll increase those results. And so you'll be making more money. You'll create an extra hour in your day and you'll have the energy to enjoy that day. That's what I deliver to you. And you know what I did for myself once I made the decision, stepped forward, listened to that eight-year-old, and I started fulfilling her, her dream. In eight months, I skyrocketed my vitality 
like I released 20 pounds and the energy that it came from all that allowed me to go, oh, I can do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm not feeling exhausted because number one, I'm living in purpose and passion. And two, now I physically have the energy to carry me through all of those desires and actions that I want to take. And then I was, um, I also became a two-time best-selling author in six months. I have The Real Journey of the Empowered Mom Boss and Reno Rising. And these are both anthologies where I collaborated with other women. And that's another part that I love. I don't like being in competition with women. I would rather link arms with you. And if you're advancing, let you pull me forward and go, okay, don't leave me behind. But I'm also taking other women with me as I'm moving forward. And when we can link up together, you know, working alone, Sure, we can do some things, but when we link up with others, we can do so much more. And that's who I'm all about too. And so I offer workshops and masterminds, and I also provide one-on-one coaching for those who are ready to say, I'm ready to see myself first. I'm ready to see myself as a creator and transform from the reactor. And I want to live my best life. I want to step into that sweet life with you. Bring me that chocolatey goodness, Lee. And I have a question, Lee. When you were following the eight-year-old dream again, everyone in your life was excited for you and cheering for you and for the change. Or was there some uh, pullback with people that loved the Lee that you didn't love so much, but that was their you were that was their life, you being home and you doing the, the things that you've done over the years, and now you just pop out of nowhere talking about I'm gonna change the world. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I thought I would encounter was having a husband who was going to hold me back. And because he doesn't have the same drive. He had he has his own level of drive, but he doesn't have the same drive that I do. And I thought, oh my gosh, am I just gonna want to skyrocket here? And now he's gonna be back here, but instead of wanting to join me, he's gonna want to pull me down. Was it gonna be a crab in the bucket? And to my surprise, and I'm so so grateful. When he saw me coming back to life, he was, he he was so excited because he's like, I feel like I have my wife back. He's like, this is the person that I fell in love with. And then I wasn't, the thing that I was holding back was sharing my dream with him. And I was holding that back because I didn't want to hear the criticism from him. I saw him criticizing everything around him. So many ideas. He would step, he has a brilliant mind. He, would, he can step into a business, even if it's for the first time. And he can, he can quickly scan everything and he can see the way things are operating. And immediately his brain goes into, you know what they should do to make this better? You know what they should do? You know, and I would hear it all the time. And the last thing I wanted to hear about my baby, my project that I was bringing up was, you know what you should do? And so I didn't share it with him. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if I wasn't sharing that with him, I wasn't sharing me with him. And if I'm not sharing me with him, what am I doing in my marriage? And that's what I had to give. And that's what I had to bring. And that was my vulnerability in that moment. Like, okay, here's my true naked self. And we're not talking about my body. Are you still going to love me? And he fell in love with that. So I am super, super grateful. And as far as the rest of the world, like my daughter just started perking up and now she's, she's 18 now. She's about to start college in a couple of weeks. And the way she's stepping into her life plan and her dreams, I couldn't be more proud. And she's like, mom, the only way I can do this is because I got to watch you. And I'm like, what? Oh, 
thank goodness I did, I made the decision to be the best model I could be, right? I'm not perfect. I have made a lot of mistakes along the way, but where my heart was and my, my intention, it's like, okay, I'm a role model first and foremost for my daughter. And I want her to step into her own strength. And the only way that could happen is if I stepped into my own respect for myself, love for myself, and then taking action on it, not staying small. So then when I started doing that, I got so many applauses around me, so to speak, and people watching. And I, when I started doing my Facebook lives and my Instagram lives, I would sure get the comments and everything, but then uh, there were other people in person who would show up and say, oh, I watch you all the time. I can't see that they're watching me. <laughs> right. They're there. So I know that I have to keep doing what I'm doing, even if I think nobody's watching, because the truth is someone is always watching. All right. I have to know the secret. Um, you said you're 50. You look like you're 20. Um, and you're coming into a decade. And I understand that because my business partner hit the same decade. And when people are slowing down and getting excited to move to Florida, maybe play some cards, you two are restarting businesses, wanting to travel the world, wanting to make an even bigger impact than you did in the last 50 years. What's the secret? Uh, number one, water. Oh, man. Water, <laughs> water, water, water. First thing when you wake up in the morning and you say, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, creator, for another day. <laughs> grab your glass of water. You and two don't know each other before this, right? You sound like a, a record down. Kimberly, you're on mute. I don't know if you know. Kimberly tells me that I have to hydrate before I caffeinate every day. Did you hydrate? Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I'm, I won't lie. I do have my coffee mug here too, but yes, I start the day with water and I drink lots of water throughout the day. And, and I, and I do enjoy a glass of wine in the evening. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you know that too, if we're going to be real here. And then, and the second secret is have a really good skincare routine. This is the only skin you get the rest of your life. Take care of it. So that's, that's, that's what I do. And, you know, when you're in love with yourself, when you're in love with life, you can't help but stay young. You really, really can't. And if you want to know an action step for that, take a moment, look at yourself in the mirror, throw a beautiful smile on your face, look at yourself in the eyes and say your name and then say, I love you. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first if you've never done it before, but do it every single day because when you can love yourself you start to see the gifts that you have in yourself and when you start letting that light shine into the world you'll attract even greater light and life will be amazing not always easy not always simple not without problems but it will be joyful oh my god i am obsessed with napoleon hill i'm reading uh, i at least twice a year try to read thinking grow rich it's my favorite thing in the world and I am listening to a new one about controlling your mind. And through all of his books, through all of the things, there's a reoccurring theme, which is definite purpose. And the trick is it's simple. And the most difficult thing that you could do is identify your definite purpose because it's scary. Because as soon as you claim your definite purpose, the world you are a magnet and things fly at you faster than you could even handle. 
because that definite purpose is a bulldozer into everything else in life, except what is being drawn to you to excel you to that. And you're, you'll see in our podcast with the different people that we interview, the theme. And I think we only bring on people that have a definite purpose. We've had people in love with numbers. You should see uh, our accountant. Uh, she is phenomenal. And her passion for numbers is unmatched. Numbers, marriage, and God. Or God, marriage, and numbers is really her order. But Michelle is phenomenal and lights up. And when we get to speak to people and watch them light up, and Kimberly, would you not agree? It's that definite purpose. And it's never the same. I've never, we've never had two people on here with the same mission in life. They're, they're maybe um, in the same categories, but that having that definite purpose and that bigger impact. And I want to pull back to something, and it's very profound. And I want everyone, especially if you are connected to a higher power, if you're a Christian, the gift isn't yours. Mm-hmm. That's huge. The gift isn't yours. If you do something that comes flawlessly to you, I don't care if it's recognizing makeup, you're the one that is inventing the skincare, you have this amazing ability to people just want to hug you. The gift is a gift to the world and you are the vessel. You are the vessel. And the only thing selfish about that is if you don't share it, focusing on yourself isn't selfish. And I love it. Most people understand that if you, uh, you can't feel, you hear us say it all the time. You can't feel from an empty cup. In fact, when you're empty cup, you pull from others and that's not where you want to be sucking them dry. You know, people like that. So it's that alignment of that definite purpose and that understanding the gift isn't yours. And I think when you get out of your own way and especially women that, that talk that they have in their heads and with one another and and Lee, you said another great thing. I don't want to bring others down. I've been in like uh, gas stations and strangers come up to me and try to talk crap about another person. Like, did you see her bag? I'm like, wait, I don't even know you. And the first thing you want to relate to is bringing someone else down. Like that's a, when I was little growing up, love, love tank. I have two best friends that are amazing, but I like being around guys too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's not that. Nah, nah, nah. So it's having that, getting the people around you. You are, how do we say it yesterday? Um, I was in a talk yesterday and we were we just learned this. Are you ready for this? Man's law never created a pyramid. He said the needs was more like a, everything was interconnected in the needs. And if you self-actualize before you have safety, that's where you are scared and want to like uh, suicidal ideations or all that, because it's not a level sort of thing. It's a flower. It all touches. And guess what affects it the most where it's planted, Right. So where you're planted, and sometimes we think we're stuck, but we're not because we could unplant this and find the better soil. And that's one of the things, Lee, that this whole, uh, I took eight pages of notes. I don't know if you know that, but the, your journey and what I want the listeners to pick up is the nuggets from it. It's the decision. And Tony Robbins says, decide means to kill off everything else. Burn the, burn the ships. If you are committed to a mission, if you're, and you use the word conviction, I love that word. And then you use the word, me and Kimberly were trying to get a word and she's, uh, we kept saying energy and I'm like, Kinergy, uh, it's deeper than that. Kinergy. There you go, Kimberly. We just invented it. But the word you used was zest, which is a very huge word. And then I want to find it exhilaration living life in exhilaration. People think you're crazy because you are vibrating on such an amazing level that even though you're crazy, they want to be around it. Right. 
And that is what you bring is that exhilaration for life. And that's who you want to be around. Exhileration for your business. And then I loved it. Leah, I want to point out one more point before. I've never talked this much on the show, huh, Kimberly? The other point I want to pull out is our fears in our head are bigger than reality. So when you were scared to bring something to your husband and you were holding back in that, there's a lot of us out there that also do that, whether it's our boss, our best friend, our husband, our business partner. And the crazy thing is, is no, you got to the point you were all, he's going to accept it or not. And I'm okay with either. And when you shared it, it skyrocketed your marriage. And I love that you, a lot of people don't have the support system that you had, but a lot of people probably aren't vulnerable. They're just giving the uh, superficialness of it. I want to focus on my speaking career instead of the vulnerability of what, and when I was eight, I had a conviction to change the world. I believe I'm a miracle and I want to give more. And he lit up instead of pulled you back. And I think that's a testament to us having more vulnerable conversations. And prior to the interview, my last point is you said you hate networking where we just go up to people who say, I'm Misty and this is what I do. And that's what you do. Give me your card. And then we kind of disconnect from that. And there's so many of us that don't like to network because of that. So stay tuned because in some new shows, we're going to teach you how to connect, not just network and collect cards you'll never use. But Kimberly, you got to jump in. I, I need to like, get, I need to drink some water because I want to look amazing in a few years too. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Misty. Great points that you brought out. Lee, you are amazing. I have loved hearing your story. But I'll tell you, I just clicked onto your Instagram. And one of the things that it said to describe you was that you're a productivity coach. Productivity yes. coach. And when I think about our listeners, our audience, Productivity is a challenge for so many people, so many people. How do I do more? How do I get more out of the hours that I have? And you being a productivity coach, I want to ask you if you can share some secrets with our listeners, particularly secrets that can, number one, help them build a better business and number two, help them make more money. Lee, what can you share with us? All right. Here's what I'm going to share. Number one is you got to get clear. Clarity has to be the first step. And clarity is what is the outcome that you want? Are you looking to get more stages? Are you looking to get more clients? Are you looking to generate more leads? Whatever that happens to be, if you don't know what that destination is, if you will, you can never start the GPS. And the GPS then gives us the roadmap of the action steps we need to get it done. If you don't know what it is you ultimately want to get done, we don't, we don't know where we're going and we'll start spinning our wheels and we'll end up nowhere. So number one is the clarity. And, in, and I don't say that as a to-do list. I want to know what are your top three things? And my brain, I like to say, uh, admittedly, I have what I, I call a monkey brain. I've got a bucket full of monkeys running around crazy because the creativity part of my brain is just always firing. And I have so many things. I'm like, okay, we're not in creativity mode right now. <laughs> we are in productivity mode. You know, we need to be filling the calendar with stages, Lee, not thinking about, oh, well, the next part of my content. So if you're like me, okay, how do we calm down the monkeys? And 
So getting clear on what is the ultimate outcome. You see behind me, this is my productivity helper. It's what's called the battle boards. And I'll be honest, I learned this from one of my favorite mentors, Brendan Burchard. And what it does is it helps me to give me something visual. You need to be able to see it, see what it is that you're going after. And so each month, I have, okay, here, were, here are where my stages are. I know the dates and the times that I'm showing up. And you see my little post-its, my orange, I'm trying to get blue and yellow. So at the end of the month, you know, we just started September. So at the end of August, I started looking into September. What are my goals for September? And I write those down. And then the next one, I have wins and I have lessons. And so as the month is progressing, every time I get a win, I'm writing it down on that post-it. And then at the end of the month, I'm looking back and I'm like, well, what did I learn along the way in this month? And I have my whole year here because I want to know where I've been. And I'm like, oh, in January, oh, I was kind of really struggling with this. But when I got to August, I'd actually had a breakthrough with that struggle that I had. Okay, I can look at that. So getting clear. And when I had that monkey brain day, wait, it's September. I'm working on this. And I also know my daily goals. And so I can look at that and I pick three because yes, there's all, there's a never ending cycle of to do. But when you pick your top three of what you're getting done for that day, that's where you can drive the focus. And that's where you get to, to me, productivity isn't about doing more it's actually, yes, like I heard Kimberly say, do more in the time block that you give to it. So being more effective, being more efficient. And so, you know, what can I get done in the hour that I am dedicating to this? And so it's removing the distractions, setting up the environment, removing the distractions so I can dial in. I'm working on one and then number two and then number three. And if I'm at one o'clock in the day and I'm like, oh, I got... I got all the top three done. Great. And if I'm feeling that energy, I will go and do more. But I'm going to, you know, if it takes me all day to do the three, that's fine too. Okay. But I'm focusing only on three. So number one is getting clear. Number two, make it visual. I use post-its, as you can see. And so I will write things down. When my monkey brain is jumping me like a toddler, like it just won't let me go. It's going mommy, 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 mommy. I'm like, fine. I will jot that idea. It's done. It's out of my brain. Now I can redirect my attention. So I totally get the distraction. Get a post-it pad, write that, scribble that down, let it go, get back to what your top three tasks are at hand. It needs to be visual and it needs to be blocked in your calendar, whether it's you handwrite it in a planner yourself or you use a digital calendar, whatever works for you. And I do a combination of both. I have my month, I have my yearly, I have a monthly that I handwrite out and then digitally it goes in my phone. So I can just look at just that day. This is what I'm focusing on today. And so what gets scheduled is what gets done. Absolutely. And I have so many more, but I'm going to leave those two with you. Clearly, visual, schedule it. I love it. Now tell me how those three things can help them make more money in their business. Because you gave a great roadmap. Tell me, give me some examples of how they can use that to make more money. Well, when you implement it and you implement it correctly, the focus brings the fortune. Keep it All simple. Right. 
when you, when you focus that energy, you have the clarity, you do the time block, you're moving that needle, that focus will bring you the fortune. Keep forward. And I imagine because those are principles that you share with people often. And I imagine you utilize those very principles yourself to have increased your income over the years. Is that a safe assumption? Yes, it is. All right. Very good. What's that? I'm sorry. Always on the grow. That's it. I love it. So audience, you heard that. And you know, when you think about being an entrepreneur, a, a emerging leader, an executive, regardless of where you are, productivity is essential. You want to make sure you do these three things. She said, clarity, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? When you have a direction, you know where you're going. I mean, not necessarily the full complete map yet, because you have to create and build that. But you have a starting point. It's almost like you're on a map and there's an X that marks you here. You're at the mall. You're someplace in the world and you don't know where you are. You never can know where you're going. And by creating that clarity, you give yourself the opportunity. And the second one, visible. I love it. You know, they say uh, where, (laughs) where there is no vision, the people will perish. If you are a creative like myself and Misty and Lee, you know that these things in our brain, they get lost. If they're not written down, we lose them. Let me show you. I have a piece of paper right here in front of me and there's like 17 notes on it just because I need to write it down. Now I need to take it and transfer it somewhere else so that it has an impact and value. These things can make you money. And Misty and I talked about it on a previous show when we talked about capturing your ideas. Capturing your ideas, that's a moneymaker right now. We know that everything that you write down isn't meant to be done today. But if you write it down, like Lee recommended, you'll be able to implement that at some point in time and stick into those top three trends. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for the journey that lies ahead for you, Lee. You're doing great work. You're making an impact in the world with your candy method. I want to ask a question. How can our audience find you? You can't find me. Well, you heard Kimberly find me on Instagram. (laughs) I have an IGTV there. There's tons of videos, just little snippets where I drop three nuggets, you know, to help with productivity, to help with mindset, to help with your self-talk, because all of that matters. So you can find me on Instagram at UpCycleCoaching. And then you can also find me on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash upcyclecoaching. And then I would like to give you a gift. Is that okay? Do I have your permission to do that? Absolutely. We love freebies. (laughs) I love to live simply, as simply as I can, one day at a time. Well, I was able to break down my candy method into a daily planner. If you would like a copy of that daily planner, that it's a PDF that you can print off yourself. Are you ready for it? You're going to go to the website. I want some candy.com. Yes. That's good. I want candy. So you will, you will get my candy method daily planner that you can use and I will follow up with you because we know the fortune is in the follow-up. I will follow up with you by giving you an invitation into a complimentary call with me where we can take 30 minutes and we can 
deep dive into your biggest challenge, either with mindset, with productivity, tapping into your dream again, you know, whatever it happens to be so that you can stop being a reactor and you can see yourself first and be a creator creating your best life. We love it, Lee. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Misty, any final comments from you? My hand hurts. Um, <laughs> I just want to know, because if it isn't someone else's lead, this quote is going to go on fire and I want to put it on our, our stuff uh, with, with you, right? But it said, uh, you said, if you don't know your destination, you can't start the GPS. Mm. I, is that I, yours? I, have you ever heard that before? I haven't. <laughs> and that is a Lee Smith quote. That's it. And I'm going to utilize that in a training by you because that summarizes everything we talked about today. And without clarity and knowing where you're going, you'll never get there. So amazing job today. We were so excited to have you. Cannot wait to have you back. My pleasure. Yes. And if you want help, you know, with the networking, I love to share my thoughts on that too. You know, so I uh, hope to get invited back and, um, you know, but true, truthfully, I hope this helped your audience. And you heard Misty, you know, say that she took eight pages of notes and you heard Kimberly say, I jotted 17 th things down. If you jotted things down and you took notes, that's great. It sounds to me like I've given you value. I want to challenge you put it to use, pick yeah. one thing, one concept, one action step, put it to use. Cause listening to me, you may love my energy and I appreciate you for that, but what's going to really make the difference is take in action. And that's what I want to hear about. So if you direct message me on social media or you follow up with me via email, please tell me you put something to action and it really made the difference. Love, love. You need stop. Stop with I think you're related in a past life. You say everything you've said. You've just given her validation for the next six months. I got to hear her say it's not just me. Lee. Thanks a lot for being on the show and uh, validating everything Kimberly teaches me. Awesome. You know, I wrote down the words kindred spirit very early on. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, inspire you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.